What's up, everyone? Kevin Allen here, a.k.a. The Geek from DFS Army. It's NFL Week 17, and we're taking our first look at DraftKings main slate. Now, Week 17, we're kind of back to normal, I'm going to say, uh, after what was effectively a crazy Week 16 where you have Saturday slate, Monday slate, and Sunday. So much, so much going on. Actually, it was quite difficult to follow, and I'm exhausted. But it was a pretty good weekend overall for uh, DFS. One of the big ones was uh, the big call uh, from Bobby Wow on tournament tactics and just in DFS Army, and of course on my sheet as well, where we were very into Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper and David Njoku and that combination, which turned out to be the winning combination um, in tournaments on Sunday. So a lot of people hit that combo, especially in the early. We had a bunch of DFS Army subscribers just straight up win the early slate, the um, the the early only. Um, uh, we had a few takedowns of that one, primarily because of that play. Uh, you needed Brees Hall in there. I had a lot of Brees Hall exposure myself. Um, I kind of spread it out pretty even at running back in week 16, with Hall being one of them. One big miss for me was just, you know, Roshan Johnson. I thought that was going to be a cheat code. And of course, the Bears end up going heavy. Khalil Herbert. Who knew? Who knew? But we're on to week 17. Hopefully, a lot of you guys have made it to your fantasy football championships as well, as it was sort of, uh, you know, conference championships week in your fantasy football league. So, you know, I've spent most of the morning just looking at some of the leagues that I've made it to the finals in. Hey, can this one win? Can that one? Uh, so have a little bit of fun with that. And, you know, this is what it's all about. So enjoy that as well. Um, all right. So onward to NFL week 17. And we get a big slate finally for the main on Sunday. There's a few games that kind of seem interesting. There's some situations to go over. So let's just dive right into it. And of course, the Ravens are coming off an incredible win against the 49ers. Ravens now sort of the prohibitive favorite, I would say, to be sort of the quote-unquote best team in the league. They will probably be number one in the um, power rankings this week based on just that win. I mean, they deserve it. So uh, this week, the Ravens are at home taking on the Dolphins. And I don't love the Dolphins side of this game. I think they're going to have a hard time generating offense. I do love the Ravens side, uh, 25 and a half point total. So right back to Lamar and those weapons for the uh, Ravens here, Isaiah Likely, all of that stuff. Um, interesting. I even think, uh, you know, maybe Gus Edwards will be somebody that we'll keep an eye on this week. So let's stay tuned for that. Um, we've got this next game here, the Bills at home taking on the Patriots and the bills have that 26 and a half point team total. Basically the Bills should be able to score at will in this game. It's probably not going to be super competitive. Although the bills have found a way to make games competitive. That shouldn't be all season long. So maybe this won't be any different, but certainly the Bills side, Josh Allen, all of that. Great. Stefan Diggs, another disappointing week this past week. Something's off. Something's weird. Got to accept it. And, you know, accept the fact that Diggs definitely is not, somebody who should be relied upon as a consistent wide receiver. So, you know, do with that information what you will. Chicago at home taking on the Falcons. Um, you know, this one, 38-point total, doesn't really stand out as something I, I, I think we should target. Uh, the injury to DJ Moore last week, but also the heavy run game focus for Chicago really kind of blew up that offense. Field still winds up with a pretty decent day last week, but uh, DJ Moore hurts the ankle and ends up not doing anything in that game. Uh, that was a rough one. I had a lot of DJ Moore exposure last week. Uh, the Falcons coming in using Taylor Heineke. It, it worked out well for the tight ends last week. Didn't really do a whole lot with Drake London, but that could change. That could change on a dime right here. So I don't mind Drake London, even in this low total game. T Titans at Houston. This one could be really interesting. Um, CJ Stroud, is he going to be back this week? I don't know. But if he is back, I'm very interested in C.J. Stroud um, in this matchup. It's a great matchup, Nico Collins. So that's a game to keep an eye on, I think, this week, as there's a lot of moving pieces. But it all starts with, will C.J. Stroud come back? I believe Davis Mills wound up in the game this past weekend and actually did okay. But, um, you know, I don't trust him. I do trust uh, Stroud in this matchup. So this is a game to keep an eye on, especially that Texans offense. I'm, I'm, I'm just keeping an eye on it. It's too early in the week to know, but I'm keeping an eye on it. Next, we got the Raiders at the Colts. And again, this is an interesting one because the Colts produce a lot of high-scoring games uh, against them. Their defense is just really vulnerable to 
big scores for whatever reason. Uh, Raiders, not that good of a defense either. So we've got an interesting game right there. I don't know if Pittman comes back this week. If he did, I'll have some interest in him. Raiders side, you know, all the pieces. Maybe Zamir White if Josh Jacobs is out again. So there'll be there'll be some eyes to keep on both of these teams. 44.5 point total, really not that bad. Panthers at Jacksonville. Jacksonville with a 22.5 point total. I think C.J. Beathard will be the quarterback this week based on, you know, the multiple injuries to Trevor Lawrence. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind Beathard. I don't mind going right back to Ridley. Ridley was a core play for me last week. Got two touchdowns for us. Felt really good about that one. Um, so we can go right back to that uh, and probably to Travis Etienne in this one as the Panthers are, you know, particularly not very good against the run. Uh, Rams at the Giants. 42-point total. Rams set with a 24-point team total. And I think we'll get, um, you know, all the pieces from the Rams being great. Kyron Williams, yeah. Cup and Puka, sure. The Giants might even be able to keep up, especially if they start Tyrod Taylor. I'll have some interest in some Giant players if Tyrod starts. So a lot to keep an eye on for this game as well early in the week. Not sure this early in the week kind of where to go with it, but um, there's a lot of pieces that are moving in some of these games right now. And I do think, though, keeping in mind, yeah, if the if the Giants play Tyrod, I think they're more competitive. And, and if the Rams just should be incredibly competitive in this game. So I like a lot of those pieces for sure. Look how many games there are. A ton of games on this slate. Um, we've got the Cardinals at the Eagles, 48-point total. Right? Cardinals, terrible. Eagles, I don't know what's going on with that team. They are a mess. The passing offense, just not getting it done. This team has, you know, Super Bowl hangover kind of written all over them. They have just not been right all year. It would not shock me if the Cardinals covered the spread in this one because the Eagles just seem to let every team stay hang in the game and stick around and do their thing. So I'm, we'll have interest in Cardinals pieces, even with that shitty 18 and three quarter point total. Of course, the Eagles have a 29 and a quarter point team total set, one of the higher ones on the slate. So you got to be interested in Jalen Hurts and, and maybe a piece or two that he's connected to, maybe some um, DeAndre Swift or something like that. The Eagles offense should fly here, but they do even better if the Cardinals are competitive. So a lot of reasons to be interested in that game uh, across a lot of the pieces from the Eagles. Saints at the Bucks. Bucks set at 22 and a quarter point on the total here. Another, another interesting game. You know what? The Saints side, the Bucks have been a team that when you play against them, you tend to throw more and, and passing yards add up and they have Chris Olave and would be interested in him. Uh, I'm not sure I can go to Derek Cargan. He had his one good game of the past five years last week. I just cannot imagine that that's going to just keep happening if it does. All right. You got me. You got me, but I'm not chasing that. Um, Baker Mayfield on the other side. Also a couple one or two big games this season. It can break it out whenever you want or on occasion, but I think we'll get more of the average performance from the, Bucks here, where one of their two wide receivers probably has a pretty good game, and Rashad White probably has a good game. So those are the pieces I'd be looking at there, and Olave on the other side. Kamara, mm, too expensive. 49ers at Washington. Um, you know, they're set for a beatdown on the Commanders. 49ers coming off an embarrassing loss where Brock Purdy just looked terrible. Gets pulled at the end of the game. And, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What happens against Baltimore? Can he bounce back? They need him to bounce back, so they'll have him here, and they'll have him here doing his thing. The 49ers are probably going to score over 30 points in this game. Like I would bet the over on the 49ers team total here. Um, and, of course, they're always going to get it done in any number of ways. I find that the more difficult the defense is, the more likely someone like Kittle would emerge. I don't see that here. I think this is a game where it's like Debo or Ayuk and mostly Christian McCaffrey doing his thing. 48 point total there is not bad, but we only want to. I'd only have interest in the in the 49ers side in that massive 30 point team total. They they're going to put up numbers. Steelers at the at Seattle again. This is another one. I think Seattle pieces are in play here. Maybe some pieces for the Steelers as well. Seattle defense not very good. Last week George Pickens broke the slate. Congrats if you had him. You probably advanced to your fantasy finals. I'm not super interested in the Steelers running backs as again, they continue to split down the middle, but um, you know, Pickens, sure. I usually don't play a lot of players 
from Seattle either. It's really hard to predict where their offense is going to come from. They have the three good wide receivers, and it's just not predictable which one they're going to go to. Um, certainly, Kenny Walker would have some, some hold some interest here as well. Two more games left here. One of them, we've got KC at home taking on the Bengals. You know, it's a bad spot for the Bengals offense uh, at, you know, on the road facing uh, Kansas City. Kansas City's defense is nasty. They are nasty. And they held Devontae Adams down to like no production last week. So um, I don't expect a whole lot. I don't expect a ton from T. Higgins here. You know what? It's not a good matchup for him. Now, he is the only game in town, so maybe that that he's got that work in his favor. But it's just not a great matchup for the Bengals in general. Uh, I've been riding Browning to the fantasy championships in a bunch of leagues. And now I'm kind of thinking, oh, man, I wonder if I can get B-third or some other person to take over. Not sure what I'm going to do there. As far as the KC side goes, you know, another week, another week where they didn't go do much on offense. I think Pacheco is probably the best piece there. Can't really trust. Um, can't really trust. Kelsey at this point outside of tournaments and Rishi Rice, uh, a disappointing week last week, but I don't think it means anything. He could bounce right back here. So um, interesting game, but not one that pops, jumps off the page for me outside of maybe Pacheco. Finally, we've got the Chargers taking on the Broncos. This one has a terrible 38 and a half point total. Uh, you know, Easton Stick and the Chargers just not doing all that much. I, I could see a piece kind of one a one-off piece from the Chargers, maybe kind of doing some work here. Maybe even Austin Eckler shocks the world, something like that. Uh, on the Broncos side, the guy that really stands out to me, I you know, there's a couple things. Number one, um, Cortland Sutton got knocked out of the game last week. Let's see what happens with that. Maybe we'll get like a, a tighter, uh, you know, group of wide receivers for them to throw to. But the prime guy that I keep wondering about is Javante Williams. And when that big game is going to come, like, He's only two. There's only one week left. That's it. If you're not going to have your big game. So maybe Javante Williams be of interest. We'll take a look at him and see what he's done this season. All right. So now that we got a, a, a general grasp of the matchups, I'm going to go position by position and kind of talk through these positions and pick out some of the spots that I'm going to have some interest in. And along the way, we're going to try to do our best to build what I call a first look lineup. Just a little, little, all right, these are some guys that stick out to me early in the week. Um, of course, a lot of changes throughout the week, as you guys know. So it's just uh, an exercise in trying to get an early sense of who's popping. One thing I wanted to mention um, before we jump into this is just um, a little little promotion here for DFS Army and the Player Props Pick'em Game crew. Guys, um, one of the things we do at DFS Army is we have... Uh, you know, we do the pick'em games on prize picks and sleeper and underdog and all of that, and we track it, right? If you had been signed up at DFS Army, and we go to the tracker here, you could see here every single bet is tracked and every single play is tracked with a link to the play and all of that. And we've been doing this ever since September. And I just realized that I haven't mentioned this on these videos at all. But if you guys are subscribing to DFS Army, you should be checking this out. Um, on the season, since September, Net profit of $9,466 on $35,000 worth of bets uh, for a 26% ROI, which is spectacular for any sort of betting site, especially over a long haul. Um, if we pull out the promo bets, which we shouldn't because they're part of it, right? Sleeper and Price Picks give out promo bets all the time. Um, the team is up $5,195 across $21,358. Dollars worth of bet. So if you've just been following along with Willin and Sniper in the um, DFS Army Discord in the Props channel, you're up a solid five grand on season. So everybody who's a DFS Army VIP, you have access to the tool. You have access to the Player Props channel. Make sure you're checking that out. You can sign up at Sleeper or Prize Picks. If you're not signed up at DFS Army, you can actually get a couple free months of access to the props uh, to the props team, to the Pick'em team, as well as the the Proptimizer tool. What up, Proptimizer? Right, you could do that um, via the Pick'em subscription or when you sign up for one of these sites. So uh, the DFS Army Pick'em subscription is $34.99 if you don't have VIP. VIPs and DFS Army get access to everything. But if you just do Pick'em games, you should really consider checking this out. They are especially great during NF uh, NBA season and MLB. That's a specialty for Will Lynn and Sniper. So make sure to check that out. Um, it's $34.99 for the props pick them subscription only that gives you the tool the discord channel 
access to all the plays that Will in and Sniper are dropping in the Discord. And again, we've been tracking this since September. It's up 25%. They give full tickets out. You just follow along, and hopefully they keep going at this pace and they keep printing. There's no one better than the DFS Army team when it comes to these props. Uh, the Proptimizer tool is spectacular, but we also have uh, Will in and Sniper and the rest of the team in there dropping picks and, and dropping actual tickets that you could just roll along with. Um, kind of kind of mindless if you want to do it. And it's certainly been incredibly profitable this year. So make sure to check that out in the DFS Army Discord um, link in the description below. All right, let's get into NFL Week 17. And it starts at the top with Jalen Hurts. Always a good play, you know, against Arizona. I can't argue against Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts has been remarkably consistent and putting up like 25 or 26 almost every week. He has not had these incredible smash games that kind of make it worth paying 8K, 8, 6, 24, 32. But I think against Arizona, we should see a lot more of what we've been seeing, which are these mid-20 type scores. And of course, he can always pop at any time. I'm not sure that I expect it to happen here, but certainly um, Hurts has a very high floor and is a good play on the slate uh, if we can afford to pay up to 8K. Um, Josh Allen, pretty much the same literally the same thing he's been putting up good numbers all year long um he's averaging 25.2 fantasy points per game on DraftKings. this isn't a matchup that's intimidating at all and as a bonus the bills rarely they're not as likely to score via the run not rarely but they're not as likely to as let's say some other teams would be like fields the the other day where you know i knew the running game was going to be a big part of um how they attacked arizona the Bills are likely to throw for touchdowns here. So I really like uh, Josh Allen. He's not never easy to stack. As a matter of fact, lately, I've just been kind of trying to go naked Allen. Last week, um, Gabriel Davis did his thing, which was awesome. Um, but Diggs has been pretty much a disaster when you've stacked him with, with uh, Josh Allen. I don't mean it'll happen again here, but Diggs has been terrible uh, as a combo with him, as has the, running, the, the tight end position. So it's a really interesting one with Josh Allen. But again, price really high. And I probably favor Hurts over Allen a little bit if I had to choose between those two at the same price. Next, we've got Lamar, who I really love this week in a great matchup against Baltimore. Did I skip that game? Did I somehow skip that and not talk about it? Oh, no, it was the first one. So I don't know. I'm not, I, I can't remember if I talked about this one or not, um, but this matchup is very exciting. I don't think that the Dolphins are likely to be super competitive in it, as um, Tua has kind of shown this season that when going up against elite defenses, he kind of isn't as good. I, I mean, I guess that's obvious, but he, he hasn't handled it as well as you would hope. With that being said, I do remember a game, I think it was last year, where Tua came up on the road. I think it was week one or two of last season. Tua on the road in Baltimore. No one played him, and he had the game of the year. So anything can happen in football. Expect the unexpected, but the 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 obvious and clear i think all of that even if he's doing that the one who it helps the most is lamar so i really love lamar this week i think there is some potential for this game to spike a little bit it's going to take of course probably a really big game from tyreek hill in particular for it to happen but i could see it happening and even if it doesn't i think lamar is in a great spot uh to put up some big numbers against miami so lamar at 7700 very interesting here i'm going to try to find a cheaper qb for this first look, but I like to go through the whole list and just kind of talk about who's going to be on the play. So uh, in the payup options, all three of these guys are really good. Um, Pat Mahomes uh, home against the Bengals. Easy defense, uh, not a great defensive team. Uh, this is another spot. Mahomes, though, has been disappointing all year long, including this week. Nothing special. Another bad week, averaging 19.8 fantasy points per game. They have not been able to put it together. I, I don't I don't know that we should expect that to change massively here. Mahomes just for me is what I like about him is the salary's finally coming down a little bit. He's down to 7500 so he's QB 4 on this slate which is good. It's good for us because, you know, hate to pay up all the way. When you pay up all the way, you better be the highest scorer. Uh, I'm not sure that I see, you know, 30 plus points out of Mahomes unless the Chiefs defense allows you know, the Bengals to stay in this game or, or, or make a strong game of it, which they could. So there is a scenario, but I really see Mahomes kind of leaning heavy on the run in this one. So he's more of a fringe option for me. I'd probably be looking to stack him with Rasheed Rice. Two, I talked about him before. Um, exciting game environment and no one will own him, but it's probably not the best spot for Tua. Like he, he's not going to project very well against Baltimore. Baltimore's defense 
it seems like they're really legit and they just shut the shit down out of the 49ers. Not that that means that'll happen again, but it is noteworthy. Uh, feels at home against Atlanta, low, low total game. Just didn't play the way he always is. Um, he put up a pretty good score last week at 25, but not quite a win you the tournament score. It's just a good score. I'm interested. Um, CJ Stroud, I talked about him before. Um, I love this matchup for Stroud if he plays. If he does play, uh, yeah, making progress in his recovery, concussion, could be ready for week 17. So we'll know early in the week. I prefer if he is back to practice this week. I don't like it when players just come in off of no practice and just plan something. We saw with Trevor Lawrence, that didn't work out that well. Uh, but if, if Stroud's kind of back in the game here, I love the matchup against the Texans. I don't think that Houston wants to be resting him or anything. Um, they want him, you know, they want him in top shape. So if he's back, he's going to go full blast. I love the weapons on this team. Um, I love the passing offense in general. I really hope he plays because this will be my top guy if he does this week. This will be the guy that I focus on. Another spot I really like, of course, is Brock Purdy in the bounce back spot against Washington. Washington is the place where, where QBs go to get right. Um, Purdy got a Q tag on him. I'm not sure what happened to him. Uh, was it an ankle or something like that? But um, he should be back this week, and we can go right back to Purdy. Now, with this being said, there's a high, high risk that you know Christian McCaffrey just takes this game over, and they don't need as much from Purdy. So um, I'm not sure I want to pay all the way up. I definitely prefer Stroud um, when comparing these guys. Stafford on the road at the Giants. Uh, again, this really projects more of a uh, game where Kyron Williams will do a lot of that lifting. So, you know, it's an easy matchup. It's fine. Um, Kyla Murray pretty much been a no all season. I don't, I don't really think there's a reason to get overexcited about Kyla Murray outside of large tournaments. Yeah. Baker Mayfield also back to his usual self, 20 point games. Uh, he's way overpriced at six K, you know, he's averaging 17.9. I think he'd get you a nice floor. But the ceiling just hasn't been there. I'd rather just play Mike Evans or, or you know, the the wide receiver themselves. The ceiling's not really there for him. Um, Russell Wilson also just an unexciting play, but in a spectacular matchup. So can't fully ignore him, but it's kind of unexciting. Geno Smith, unexciting. Browning, bad matchup. Minshew, tough matchup. Sam Howell is a definite no. Carr is a no. All of these guys are no's. Um, the one player I want to mention that's very, very, it's a couple of them here that I have mild interest in, but the primary one is CJ Beathard. And you know what? He's looked pretty good in, in the short work that he's had in the short time. And I know Carolina does limit the pass, but I don't care. I like Beathard as a pay down option. If, if Lawrence is out, um, you know, he, he's, you know, he, he came in the game this week when 11 for 15, 73%. Came the game last week, 9 of 10, 90%. Now, I'm not saying this means this guy is a, a very good NFL quarterback. But what I mean is in the limited action that we've seen so far, he's looked pretty good. He's the only 5K guy that I find kind of viable on this slate. So I'm interested. And I love Nico Collins. And I love, you know, I'm sorry, not Nico. Uh, I like Calvin Ridley in a spot like this. There are, there are other pass catchers like Evan Ingram that I'm going to really like in this spot. Got confused. But so it makes for an easy stack. There's a lot of injuries. You know, Christian Kirk has been out. Zay Jones has been out. So there's only like the two guys for him to throw to. So much like Flacco last week where we knew Flacco, Cooper, and Joku with B third if he does start. And again, I know Carolina has been a good matchup, but I really don't care. I really don't care because of the price. If he starts, we go right there. And we know, hey, we could play Ridley. We could play Evan Ingram. Parker Washington or one of his cheapies. There's some other cheapie that emerged. I have to look that one up. Um, the last name, I guess, on the list is, is Rudolph, Mason Rudolph down here at 5K. 20 points last week. That's about as good as you're ever going to see out of Mason Rudolph. It took that crazy play from Pickens. Um, I don't know that I'll get there. You know, him, Heineke, a couple spots that kind of, you know, look okay, I guess. I just want to see what Davis Mills did last week. Yeah, came in the game, game looked all right as well against Cleveland, which it's amazing. Backups come in and just look good sometimes, but a lot of times it's garbage time. There, there are reasons that that happens. Um, okay, with all that being said, I'm going to start this lineup off 
with CJ Stroud. Now, I know he's got the Q tag, but this is just an I'm going to assume he's going to play. Now, if he doesn't, that's cool. It's Tuesday as I'm recording this, and YOLO, I don't care. Right? We'll switch it up. We've got a lot more shows to do between now and Sunday, so we'll switch it up. But for now, I really like the idea of starting a lineup with CJ Stroud. Now, let's talk through the running back position and go through some of these spots. A lot of elite spots at the RB uh, position this week. A lot, very much, last week looked kind of sketch. This week looks really good across a lot of different guys. So let's just go through some of these. Christian McCaffrey, of course, best play on the board. Um, he's a, pretty much a lock button for 25 in this matchup. Like, he should get there without an injury. Um, Kyron Williams, also a smash spot at 8.3K against the Giants. Um, Kyron Williams didn't quite get it done last week. Um, 19.4, not quite enough to justify 8.16.24.32. So keep in mind, an AK player, he needs about 30-plus, right? Can Kyron get it done? I don't know. Same thing with McCaffrey. Like, yeah, he's a lock for 25, but he needs closer to 40 to make value. So it's just something to be aware of. Uh, Rashad White in a good spot against the Saints here. Uh, another 26 touches last week. 20. He just does this every week. 20 points, 7, 40, 20, 28, 29, 30. He needs about 30 uh, to make value here. So could get there, right? Good floor. Uh, Alvin Kamara kind of not doing a whole lot the last few weeks. Not much to say there. I think he's been overpriced since a couple of big games early in the season. You know, first impressions mean a lot, I guess. And when these players go off early in the season, it's like their salary just stays wrong for the whole rest of the season. So something just to be aware of. I've been thinking about how to how to deal with that in, in projection modeling and, and all of it. But, you know, just like Diggs, Diggs had a couple of big games early in the season and he's been terrible, but like, they're like, nope, we're going to keep him at 9K or 8.5. Uh, a lot of guys like that. They just came out hot. Kamara was just like that. He came, he came out hot early and that's it. They raised up that look when he came in, 6K guy, right? Hot, 20, 20, 20, 27. And it's like, oh, we got to raise it up. And ever since the, the hike, he hasn't come close to repeating that. Here's the one game and still didn't make value against this sort of higher le salary level. So do that what you will. Jonathan Taylor, solid spot against the, the Raiders. Nothing to say here except, yeah, he should smash it 7.3K. Um, Travis Etienne, a good spot. Look how many good spots there are. Travis Etienne, really good spot against Carolina. They're a team to attack via the run. Uh, Jared Cook. James Cook, Jared Cook, who the fuck is Jared Cook? James Cook, uh, you know, a lot of rushes last week. I'm not sure he's a 7K uh, running back in my mind, but there he is. Mostert also probably not a 7K guy in my mind, but there he is. So I probably won't won't go there. Um, Derrick Henry helped me into a fantasy championship, and I hope he does well this week. But if you're playing CJ Stroud, that's probably because Derrick Henry does well when his team is winning. That's not how I see this one going down, so I probably won't have a ton of that. Barkley also pretty much the only game in town for the Giants. Look at all these targets and, and attempts. 26 touches last week uh, against the Eagles, against a good defense. Rams are good too. Not sure I love it, but don't hate it. Um, Pacheco, did he get hurt in game? Concussion. Wow. Okay. So let's monitor that, but if Pacheco is out, guys, I'm going to assume he is going to be out because when you get concussed in game in season, I didn't even realize this as I was doing the breakdown that he was concussed. Um, when you get concussed, you tend to not come back the same week. And that brings my man Clyde the glide into play here at 5k against Cincinnati in a spectacular matchup. Fucking all in play guys. How crazy would that be? We get a, we get an all-in play on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Who are the other running backs on that team? Let's take a look. I'm just curious now, but that's a, that's effectively what this will be. Yeah, LaMichael Pirine, that dude ain't getting it done. Keontae, he's on, he's on KC now? Okay. I mean, this looks like ultimate smash spot if Pacheco is out. So, um, yeah, you can't trust LaMichael. This will be a full blast. Fire up Clyde. Close your eyes avert your attention and hope for the best situation. So let's see what happens there, but I'm excited about that play. Um, and I'm excited to have discovered it early core play. Let's go. All right. 
Um, I jumped down there because I, th that was just exciting. But some other spots here. Um, Devon HN, let's see what he did last week. Seven carries, couple targets, nothing special. And a reminder that, yeah, it is, it is sketchy to rely on the Miami running backs and their lower volume. Um, Austin Eckler, great matchup here. He's getting work. 6,700 salary, more acceptable. I like it. I like Austin Eckler in this spot, but I generally prefer running backs on teams that are likely to win, and I'm not sure that we have that going on. Um, Bijan, Bijan, big game last week on the scoreboard. 10 targets, 7 receptions. That was a big part of it, and you know what? I was watching the game, and yeah, Heineke was just boom, check down, check down, check down. Loved it. Loved it. Problem is, Tyler Algier continue to, to be used. Let me see how many carries he got. Nine. Okay. He got nine. We have to take a look at these snap counts here for before I feel really good about this one. But, um, you know, Chicago's pretty good against the run. I'm not sure that that's a spot I'm going to aggressively target anyway. But look how many viable plays there are at running back. It's the polar opposite of last week. So many games, so many viable plays. And we already have sort of what probably will be a core play by the time the week um, comes due. Arizona, Philadelphia, DeAndre Swift is the way to go here. I don't like that he's not getting a ton of passing game work. It, it does happen on occasion, but it's very sporadic. What I do like is Arizona is a team you want to attack via the rush. And yeah, they could tush push it. But we need we need basically, um, look, against the Giants, and it was a great matchup as well. He was eight yards away from the bonus which would have brought the score up to uh, about 20, which is, is close to what you need. He needs a touchdown. Um, you add a couple of receptions. So he is definitely someone who I think could get there for 6,500. So it's something to keep in mind. So many more viable spots here. Um, I don't know if Josh Jacobs will be back, but if he's not, we could talk about Zamir White. Um, Kenny Walker at home against Pittsburgh. Yeah, sure. You know, he'll burn you when he doesn't score, but he could have one of his big games. So I, I, I like that spot. Um, Zeke against Buffalo, I'm probably not super into that one. Uh, Gus against Miami, probably not into that either. Even though Gus is getting the work, uh, I'm probably not into that play. Uh, Connor, no. Stevenson, no. Chuba Hubbard getting the work as well. Um, does not put up big scores, but he is their top guy at this point. And, you know, I, I'm probably not on that play either, but it's interesting. since I want to save salary, the place I'm going in their first look and don't hate me. Don't at me. I think I got to go with Javante Williams. I, I don't understand why Javante is not seeing volume. I literally don't get it. But at some point, this guy is going to break out. And if there was ever a time to do it, it's against the Chargers. So this is a matchup-based play, price-based play, 5,600. Now, why did I do this? We start off the lineup with two cheap running backs. I know there are great plays. I want Christian McCaffrey in the lineup. We're going to try to get to that, of course. I want Kyron Williams. I love those plays. But early week, we're not going to have as much value presenting itself either. So we got to take the value where we can. And what I'm trying to do here is really show my favorite value spots. I know Christian McCaffrey is going to put up big raw numbers and I'll probably have him in main lineups just because I want that 25 or 30, that lock button score. But um, it's just important to note who the values are early in the week. And yeah, I don't mind going to Javante Williams. He has not gotten it done all year though. So be aware of that. There's a couple other spots though that are probably going to present themselves here. Number one, Devin Singletary. Um, I, I just want to see here. I think he's still got all the carries for his team, even though he, he didn't really do a ton with it, but targets, Carries. Let's see if Damian Pierce. Let's see if Damian Pierce got any work last week. No. So, I mean, very little. So, effectively, we have De uh, Singletary, right? We have Devin Singletary. Not the best matchup. Titans are good against the run, so be aware. But Devin Singletary, pretty much still the prime guy. Pretty much still getting most of the work. Um, yes, he went down from 26 attempts to 9 attempts uh, week after week. But... In the same matchup two weeks ago, Singletary ran a ton and put up 24 fantasy points at 5,600. So I'm not wiping him out based on, quote, unquote, a tough matchup by any stretch. He's in my mix for sure. And again, I like these 5K 
running backs. I feel like the I, I do feel like the way that you win at DFS is not necessarily by picking Christian McCaffrey or the most expensive running back. It's by finding the cheap guy that gets you 25. And that allows us to pay up for more studly wide receivers, which are much more volatile. There was one name I was still thinking about here. Um, and that's, that's Zamir White. So if Josh Jacobs is out, uh, we can go right back to Zamir White, 145 uh, uh, yards on, on 22 attempts last week. Decent score. Didn't do much in the passing game, but but can catch a pass. So that's fine. Go right back to it. And that's about it for me for the running back position. So we'll, we might get back to it for the flex of this one. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we'll leave a flex blank. All right. Let's take a look at the tight ends. I, I want to go kind of tight ends. I, actually, let's grab. Let's One of my favorite things to do as we build these lineups is I'm not going to analyze defense too hard on a you know early week, but what I do want to look at is what is the least expensive, mildly viable defense on this slate, right? What is the lowest I can pay and at least have some hope of getting a decent score? Last week, we landed on the Bucks in this breakdown, and the Bucks wound up having the smash. So that was pretty awesome. They were also just, at the time, what I consider to be the cheapest viable defense. So that was great. I think they put up 17 points last week or something like that. So it was a, it was a really good play. And they were cheap. And the expensive defense, and if you remember the Monday slate, all the payup defenses failed. You know, the, the defenses that did well were the Raiders against the Chiefs and, and you know, ones you wouldn't expect. So I don't love to pay up for defense. I think it's a very volatile position. With that being said, Let's take a look here. Um, Washington at home, th they are not viable. They might actually put up an, I don't think you can get a negative score, but even though they're priced all the way down to 2K, I'm not into that. Um, I think the Patriots on the road, you know, at Buffalo, Buffalo's been making mistakes. So I think it's an acceptable play. Um, Cardinals at Philadelphia again, Eagles just making, shooting themselves in the foot and Giants still, I, I don't love any of these plays, but I think they're all like, all right, if I, if I had in an emergency, in Cape emergency, I would do it. Um, but not something I'm going to be excited for. Bengals at KC, also not super exciting. Miami at Baltimore, no. Um, I think Baltimore, right here at 2,800, is a very playable defense. I think we can play Denver at 2,900 at home. Very playable against, um, you know, Easton Stick. So this is the way that I would be looking to go. So let's, let's, plug, in, um, let's plug in Denver here. They're at home. And I like it. Um, so the reason I like to plug the defense in early is just to get a sense of how much salary we're spending and how much we have left over, what we have to do at the different position groups. So let's jump over to tight end, and then we'll finish this at the wide receiver position. And again, if you enjoy this content, I'm going a little longer. I'm trying to do a little more in-depth version of it as, as there's a little, you know, we don't have 50 slates this week, so hopefully you have a little more time to hang out. If you like what I'm doing, I'd appreciate you hit the like button. Let YouTube know that you like this video. Maybe subscribe to the channel. Um, enjoy effectively what we have going nonstop here on the DFS Army YouTube channel, which are, you know, pick them videos and DFS videos and even fantasy football and best ball in the off season. So we've got it all covered for you here. Hopefully we do it uh, in a fun way. Hopefully you'll laugh, have a good time, make a little money, but also, uh, you know, become part of the uh, DFS Army family. So hit that like button, make sure you subscribe to the channel and, you know, come hang out with us every time we do these videos. I love it. All right tight end position. So let's start at the very top. And of course, we've got Travis Kelsey up top there. Salary coming down. Travis, no more 8K for you, brother. Right? Look at the salary just coming down, man. You know, intersects with here. Here we go. Taylor Swift, week one, new girlfriend. Wait, now she's demanding shit of me. Oh, now I can't practice as much because I'm hanging with Taylor. And guess what's going on? The scores progressively going down. Travis Kelsey, a little too celebrity right now. He's not getting it done. It's a disaster if you picked him in the second round of your fantasy draft. I have Kelsey by default in one of my um, dynasty teams. Not helping me. I need you this week, Kelsey. I need you. A very expensive championship. Um, so get your shit together, bro. But 
yeah, it's certainly playable at 7K, but you know, you can burn you very easily. 714. He needs to score 28 fantasy points. And I feel like he's done that not at all. Maybe once or twice all year. So yeah, he can get it done, but it's going to be a tournament only kind of play. That's for sure. Um, Trey McBride, Treasy McBreezy, great spot for him. Um, got the targets last week, like always, seven, eight targets per game. That's all you can ask for. The matchup is actually better for Trey this week. Um, Eagles definitely are vulnerable via the air in general. So I'll go right back to it. No problem here. Uh, I don't know that I still want to take a look at the high end versus the low end, but I'm, I'm, you know, it's something I'd go right back to for sure. Here we go. We got Evan Ingram. Uh, quite fits with um, with that game in particular, the Jacksonville game. And if this was a B-third lineup, sure. George Kittle, big week last week. But, but again, George Kittle is one of these players that does much better against a good defense like the Ravens. It's more predictable. Dalton Kincaid has done absolutely nothing for the last few weeks to the point where I can, you can't justify the 4,900. It's only stackable with, with um, it's only stackable with Josh Allen. Dallas Goddard. Again, probably more of a stack with Jalen Hurts play than it is a standalone play. So be interested there. The guy I really like here is Isaiah likely. He almost got it done last week. He really did, but the volume isn't crazy high, but you know, this Baltimore offense is very efficient. I really just generally like this game. And I, I don't mind, like I said, I, I would go right to Lamar Jackson in the lineup as well. So I think I'll save that for my Lamar lineups, but definitely Isaiah likely is in the mix for me. Tough to trust Waller at 4,500. Didn't do much last week. I'm really curious, like I said, um, to see if Tyrod Taylor starts for the Giants. I'll have more interest in those players if he does. Kyle Pitts, big week last week. Fryermuth, no targets. That was a disaster. Gerald Everett, seven targets. Eight. Look at all these targets for Gerald Everett. That's with Easton Stick last week. The matchup at Denver really favors the tight end position, and I am plugging Gerald Everett in. I'm going to assume that Don Parham Jr. is out again. That That's contributed to it. If Parham Jr. comes back, I think this play will be less good. And again, guys, keep in mind that this is early in the week, and I don't know what the ownerships are going to be. We don't even have any projections for ownerships or anything like that. So everything can change. I mean, if Gerald Everett turns out to be the chalk, A, kudos to me for picking that on Tuesday and figuring out who the chalk is going to be. But more importantly, I'll probably get off of it. P playing the cheap chalk tight end is not a way to win in DFS. So more often than not, I'm going to get off of that if it's chalk. Beyond that, there's a couple spots here that I have mild interest in, but this was the major one. I mean, Kate Otten, sure. You know, Jonu Smith, okay, fine. Tyler Higby, fine. You know, nothing special. Juwan Johnson had a big week last week. That's cool, too. Um, so there's some other cheap spots, but I think it's Gerald Everett for me and his three weeks in a row of eight targets. I love volume. All right, now the big one. Now that we've established this lineup, what, what we've done so far is effectively put together what, what I think is a fairly... Um, value-based lineup here where all the players are value-based. We've got Javante paired up with Broncos defense for a little bit of correlation there. We've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, injury backup, great spot. So we've got 6,400 left per position at the wide receiver group. Now let's explore wide receiver and see what we can come up with for the week. All right, starting at the very top, of course, Tyreek Hill, most highest-priced player. 14 targets, uh, nine receptions last week. I don't think that even Baltimore can slow down Tyreek Hill. Now, he played a great defense in Dallas last week, put up an acceptable but would have cost you and been a net negative in DFS type of number. Helped me advance to the finals and whatever teams he was on for my fantasy league, of course. But at 9,300, he needs to smash. So he's not going to be a priority play for me. These two guys are destroying lineups week after week, A.J. Brown and Stephon Diggs. They cannot be touched outside of tournaments. A.J. Brown is another example, I hate to say it, of guys that smashed early in the season, 41-25-23, had these big games, 32-36, and then the salary just went bananas, and it hasn't come down yet. And now he's priced based on his ceiling, and it makes it very difficult for him to get there. He needs to score almost 37 fantasy points to be relevant at 8.6K. 
I don't see doing that outside of a Jalen Hurts lineup. Same thing with Diggs. Diggs is way overpriced and just destroying your lineup for weeks in a row. Cup and Puka, man, Cup was dropping touchdowns. He did not have a good game last. He could have, but it went to Puka. So now I don't even know which guy is the better guy. Puka, Cup, Cup, Puka. Who the hell knows? But, um, you know, both of these guys are in a great spot next week. It's just there's no way that two 8K players on the same team are going to get there. So you got to choose. I don't like making that decision. You got to make one. Mike Evans, um, again, another guy that really helped your team get to the finals last week. Uh, solid 27-point total. He could do that again here. He could do that again. Um, Debo Samuel, 7,700. Very expensive for him. Um, Jamar Ch is Chase possibly back? Maybe in danger of sitting out the week 17. I, I, I doubt he plays. I, I really don't think so. Michael Pittman, concussion shoulder. Never played last week. Got to see what, what happens there. But, you know, good matchup on paper. Devontae Smith, cheaper version. But the first guy I'm going to go with here is Nico Collins. And if we're playing Stroud, we really got to play Nico Collins with him. Um, great little pairing. I might even put a second piece in from uh, Houston. And again, all of this assumes that Stroud comes back and is healthy. Um, and, and again, I'm also going to say that I think my second favorite is building around Lamar. So those are two of the ones uh, that I'm really popping for me early in the week. Devontae Adams could have a big game. Has he had a big game with, with AOC? Not really. The closest we've had is a 27-pointer, which would have been okay. Some for 21 would have been okay for his price point. Devontae Smith in play. Um, Brandon Ayuk very much in play down here at 7K. I don't know. When I compare Samuel and Ayuk, I probably lean a little more Ayuk, but who the hell knows? Uh, similarly, Rasheed Rice likely to get plenty of targets again. A uh, bit of a disappointing week last week, but he got the targets. They've been there. 12, 9, 10. This is all I want. I don't care about all that much else. I care about volume. If, if you're going to get 12 targets from Pat Mahomes, I like it. I'll go right back to Rice, even at this inflated price. But the guy that sticks out a little bit more here for me is Olave. Whoa. Got to love it. 13 targets. Getting it done. Gets the great matchup. Um, gets the great matchup against uh, the Saints here. So he is most definitely in my mix as well. The Riddler. At Carolina, very much in play. DJ Moore, always in play. Um, and, and T. Higgins, so a lot of interesting spots here. I'm looking at the salary we have remaining just to kind of get a sense of which of these guys I feel I can plug in. I'm going to plug in Olave here. But it could just as soon be Rishi Rice, and I might even go to Rice as well. But let's continue on through the wide receiver position, see if there's any value that presents itself. So um, Cortland Sutton could be out. If Cortland Sutton is out and he got a concussion, are we interested in Jerry Judy? Can we play Jerry Judy? Let me know in the comments. Like, he's been crap this year. Can we play Jerry Judy? I, I don't know. I'm saying yes. But I don't know how good I feel about it. Godwin, only a once-in-a-while kind of a guy. There's Tyler Lockett. Pretty decent week. Zay Flowers. 13 targets, 9 receptions. Look good. As usual. When they throw to him, he looks great. What a weird team. This uh, Baltimore offense is just difficult to predict. And again, if this is my Lamar lineup, I'm all about Zay Flowers in it. So great. I don't mind him here as well as just a standalone play. Not sure I'm going to go there, but I don't mind it. Gabriel Davis, probably not chasing what happened last week. McLaurin, uh, also, I don't like that matchup. Downs, man, what a disappointment. You know, nine targets, only six receptions. Just only, just didn't get it done. Like the targets were there, the volume was there, and if Pittman's out, I think you probably go back to downs again. But a little disappointing last week. Can't can't lie. Not gonna lie. George Pickens, monster game. Um, all done off of the back of really one giant play for 86 yards. But you know what? He was having a pretty good game anyway, and that just send it to the stratosphere. Congrats if you had him on your team. You're probably in the finals. Um, the guy I'm gonna plug in though here is Noah Brown. Uh, and again, it's just another guy to target with our quarterback. So we're going to do a Stroud, Brown, Collins, double stack. Just for the fun of building a heavily correlated lineup here. I think it's more important just to note that Noah Brown is certainly in play and, and you know, Tank Dell should still be out. So he's on IR. He's not coming back. So it's going to be Brown and, and Nico Collins getting the primary looks there. And both of them can deliver. Here's, here's the aforementioned Jerry Judy. 
5,100. If no Cortland Sutton, you would think he would get more targets, but who thou can trust Jerry Judy? Jackson Smith, the Jigba, I guess I'd have a little interest in there. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, big week last week. Nothing has really changed. Rashid Shahid, a cheapie that we could, uh, I'm interested in as well. Demario Douglas, cheapie that I'm interested in, sure. Greg Dortch, interesting. Maybe Parker Washington. So, uh, you know, we'll be able to pick out some of the turds here from the uh, cheaper. I think DJ Shark had a, yeah, he had a big game. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? Out of nowhere. The guy hasn't done anything all year. If you had him in best ball, he just popped for you on the most important week. So congrats to people who had him, but nobody played him. Actually, somebody showed me DJ Shark last week. And I was like, why is that guy even in the discussion? And then, of course, he smashes. And that's how it goes. In the DFS Army Discord, some, one of you guys, so my bad, had asked about Shark versus somebody else. And I was like, I don't know, those guys, those guys are turds, and I wouldn't choose either of them. And of course, DJ Shark goes bananas. So... Whoops. <laughs> I guess it was Chark. That was crazy, though. No one played him. He would have been the nuts play, though. That, that's a million-dollar play when you hit it right with the rest of the lineup. Okay. With that being said, we've got 6,500 left in the flex. And, you know, there's a bunch of spots here that are certainly viable. T. Higgins just slides right in there pretty nice. Um, so that'd probably be the guy that i go with. Uh, another way to go, like I said earlier, I kind of like these wide receivers a little bit. So I think what I would do here is just go with maybe a Rishi Rice and then leave this last spot down here open for whatever value pick might happen to pop up. Yeah, I could play double tight end. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things here, but it's a little early. Uh, Rashid Shahid could be interesting, but I wouldn't pair him with Olave. But you get the idea here. It is a week with a ton more options. One thing I would try to do... Um, when making actual lineups is leave this last spot or one of these last spots for maybe an elite running back that we can lock some points in with as well. One of one of the big guys here as well. So a lot of different ways to go in NFL week 17. Uh, it, you know, it's a bigger slate. we got 13 games. It looks like on the main slate, there's no Monday night football, no crazy extra slate. So we're going to focus hard on this one this week. Make sure to stick around in the channel, hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We'll be breaking it down all week long. Tournament tactics coming later in the week. And of course, the betting show where John went uh, 10 and 6 this past week and 9 and um, 2 and 1 the week before. He is on fire on the uh, the game plan, best bet show. So make sure to check that out as well. And uh, we'll see you guys later in the week. Good luck, everybody.